0: Welcome to In, In It, it Together. Together. I'm Jay.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective.
0: Hey, everyone.
1: Welcome back.
0: How are we doing today?
1: We're doing pretty good. Today, we're going to be talking about shame, but differently.
0: Yeah, because we did a podcast on shame, but we've recently been experiencing or have been thinking about shame a little differently.
1: Yeah, when we did the other podcast, we talked about shame and how it's different from guilt and how it can make us feel and how sometimes when we don't actually understand it, it can be a detriment to us. And we, so it was great. It was a great episode. Definitely want to listen to that. But I think lately we've been looking at shame, not so much as the keeper of how we're supposed to feel, but more like a teacher, like shame can actually be beneficial and it can really help you understand yourself and understand the circumstances a lot more than you actually think. It doesn't have to feel so bad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In the in the previous podcast, obviously, we talked about it being kind of a useless emotion, and we got to kind of take that back a little bit, right? Because it is useful if it becomes a teacher for you and can tell you where things need to improve or where you can where you can find better coping mechanisms for when you feel uh, certain emotions. So shame can be a very good indicator. And as a teacher, I think it's very, it can be very useful. And that's what we've found most recently.
1: Right. And I've noticed too that I feel like there's two forms of shame, right? There's the shame that is projected onto you from another person if someone's making you feel bad for something or if they do something like oh you made me do that or whatever there's the shame from other people and that's typically the shame that comes up when we make a mistake or we do something wrong or we hurt someone's feelings unintentionally We're you're a bad person oh you're no good like when you start hearing those things come up you start feeling that that's the shame of others that's been projected because our shame is different. Our shame will usually come up like, oh, "I could have done something different. Maybe you should have done this." You know, should, could, would. We like to keep them out of the healing journey, but every once in a while we need to know that we could have made a better, you know, decision or we could have done something differently with our time or that we could have done whatever it is that our shame was trying to tell us. You know, if you ran late and you felt bad because you missed dinner with someone and you start to feel shameful and you start to feel, "You know what? I I could have taken that early. I should have been better time managed. No, I, I, I could have called them and I could have let them know. And you're right. You know what? I could do that next time. Thank you, shame. It's shame is not bad. It's like it's a universal emotion, just like anger and just like sadness and everything else. But it can really help you give the well, it can give you the answer of what you need to do to make it better next time. And I think that's all that we want to do is make our next interaction, whatever it is, just a better one for ourselves.
0: Yeah, definitely. You made an important distinction there, right? Is there's there's a huge difference between the shame that someone is trying to put onto you, and then the shame that comes up from yourself. And I think that's the the distinction that you're trying to make. Because a lot of people try to, you know, obviously if you're in a toxic relationship or you know you're around a lot of toxic people, people are trying to shame you to make themselves feel better. And that's the shame that you have to kind of push aside, right? Because we, what we don't want to do, irregardless of whether it's shame that's projected onto us by someone else or our own shame bubbling up, what we don't want to do is to sit in the shame because that's that's where you get into trouble and that's where it becomes a detriment to you when you're sitting in the shame, you're sitting in those emotions and you're not moving forward. So what we're talking about obviously is having the shame that you have that comes up that comes up in your body automatically, have that become a teacher for you to help you determine, is is this something that I need to correct? Is this something that I need to look further into and and either create a coping mechanism or create something that I can help me not bring that shame back up? And I think that's what we're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, and it's important to understand what type of shame it is too. You know, So when you do feel it bubbling up in your body, making sure to say, hey, does this belong to me? You know, if it's something that's making you feel real bad and it's name calling and deprecating or whatever, then you need to say, OK, who does that voice belong to? Who does that belong to? And you say return to sender. That That's not mine. I don't believe in that. And then you say, bring it up for yourself. And it's important that the reason why most people sit in the shame is because they've never been taught how to deal with shameful feelings. They've been told you should be ashamed of yourself or that's bad. Like, OK, maybe I do need to feel some shame here so I don't. Do this same thing again so I can learn from it, but help me understand what I'm supposed to do with that. How am I supposed to sit with shame? It's not an easy emotion to sit with. It's hard to sit with feelings of I let someone down or I acted a certain way or I was, you know, I had an adult tantrum over here and threw something. It's hard to sit with shame. You feel yucky. But at the same time, you need to feel that level of yuckiness and that shame to say, okay, let me see what was I missing. Shame's gonna tell you what, what, hey, you just were lacking some coping skills there. You needed to work on that. You needed to take a deep breath. You know how to do your butterfly your butterfly breathing. You know how to go for a walk and you chose not to and that feels really yucky, but you need to remember this so this doesn't happen next time. It's sitting with it, asking the questions, getting the answer, moving forward with the solution that your brain says and not staying there. So it's having to take that big mental step outside of the circle of shame and say, okay, I've got my lesson. I've let the emotions process through me. I'm taking my first step forward, and that's accountability. You know what? I could have set my alarm, and I didn't do that, but I'm going to set an alarm now for tomorrow so that I don't forget. Your accountability shows I know what I did, I have something in place to repair it, and now I can move forward. And if it's something that has to do with another person, then you take that next step to accountability and letting them know, hey, you were right about X, Y, and Z, and here's what I'm doing to work through that, or thank you for pointing out my faulty thinking, which is what I've been working on a lot lately, because shame used to prevent me from actually learning my lessons that I would repeat the same stuff over and over again, and it happens from time to time, and that's okay
0: yeah cuz i think as survivors of trauma and this is something that i saw with you a lot right either you were sitting in the shame in the emotion of the you know the guilt or the the feeling that you were inadequate you were sitting in that or you were running away from it right you were running away from the shame you didn't want to feel it so either one of those isn't conducive to to helping you deal with the shame obviously the shame is bubbling up because you feel a certain way about was something that happened. And understanding that, and again, not sitting in 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 those feelings of those emotions of guilt, instead saying, okay, what could I have done differently so I don't feel that way? And I, I think that's what, where that distinction becomes important, right? Understanding, allowing the shame to be our teacher and saying, hey, next time I'm in this situation or next time this happens, what can I do to prevent myself from repeating the action that Brought up the shame in to begin with.
1: I think if shame was taught properly, we wouldn't have so many adults these days not being able to deal with making mistakes and failing and saying things out of character or just being human and losing your temper. You know, I think parenting from way back when was about shaming the crap out of your kids so that their behaviors don't do that. Someone's going to see that. Or, you know, you should feel ashamed of yourself or only bad girls or bad boys do that. Like any way parents could get you to stop behavior. Some of it was just downright shameful. And so they taught you to actually mistrust your own shame. They taught you actually that shame was like a bad thing and you're not supposed, you want to avoid feeling shame. But shame is something that we have to feel and that's why it can be a teacher for us. And when it comes up and it gives you an answer, you can thank it. That's what I've been doing lately. Whenever I feel something or I feel shame come up, as oh, you know, what am I trying to learn? What do I need to remember? And then I'll just say, thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. That's something that I can work on. And You know, nine times out of 10, a lot of the uncomfortable somatic sensations that I'm feeling in my body, whether it was heart racing or my belly ached and I just felt really yucky or I had dry mouth, those start to dissipate once I just say, thank you for letting me know. I appreciate it. I'm on it. It's almost like shame's little head just kind of sinks back down and says, well, okay, until next time. And it's just learning. Shame's just like sadness or happiness. You need to embrace it because it's there for a reason. You know, sometimes it's it's, it's, we've misinterpreted it because of maybe our upbringing or things that we've been through, but we can learn to see shame through a different lens. We can learn to befriend it. We can learn to forgive it for how it's made us feel in the past or other people have. We can repair that relationship with shame and we can learn to coexist with it in a healthy manner.
0: So something that we've uh, recently learned is instead of being reactive, we need to be receptive. Right and that's that's a new concept that we've been kind of been working on out of a book that we we just picked up and we've been we've been reading and and it really resonated to me, you know being receptive opposed to being reactive, and I think that concept can really help you understand what we're talking about it with shame, right? You can be receptive to the shame instead of being reactive. Reactive is obviously sitting in the emotions or running away from it, but being receptive is saying, okay, like I said. What are you trying to tell me? Or how, what what can I do to avoid feeling this way again? And that's what's important because that's, shame is very similar to physical pain, right? We feel physical pain. That's our body telling us we shouldn't be doing something in particular, right? You learn as a very young child, like if something's hot, you don't touch it because it's going to hurt you. And shame is very similar in that in that sense that it's there to kind of teach us what we should and should not be doing. and But what, we're, what we do as, again, survivors of trauma, we don't use that concept clearly for us to to be able to learn those lessons. We're too busy, again, sitting in the emotions or running away from the feelings that we're not taking the time to analyze why we're feeling that way and how we can avoid feeling that way in the future. And that's really what, we, what we're trying to say here.
1: I think one of the things that has always stood out, even when I was, you know, working in the field, whether it was in foster care or social work, whatever it is that I was doing, was that shame meant that there was something fundamentally wrong with you. Like you were like a bad person. I'm shameful for what I did. And I think the biggest enlightening moment that I've had more recently was that it really doesn't dictate who you are as a person. It's not saying you're defective or you should be ashamed for even existing because that's what it can feel like at times. Right. Right. But it's kind of what you were talking about when you were comparing like, you know, physical, you know, burning yourself and learning not to do it again. But it's kind of like the little angel on your shoulders, your little best friend, someone that you can walk around in pocket, someone that's going to be honest with you at all times. Like your shame's not going to lie to you and be like, you did good. You know, it's not just going to be your cheerleader. Like shame's going to be that open, honest, raw, relatable person in your life that's going to be like, hey, you messed up. You can do better. I know that you can. So shame's like that one true friend, like that real friend that you can go to and be like, does this dress make me look good? Like, or what do you think about this? Like shame is going to tell you straight up what you don't want to hear, but what you need to hear. And it's not about, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that because shoulda and woulda. Those can actually project shame too. I learned that a long time ago, but it can always tell you what you could do better. And when we replace should with could, it shows us that we have a choice. It shows us that we can do better. And it shows us that that's the expectation for ourselves so that we can do better. So in a lot of ways, that's how I've been viewing My shame is like a friend. And that's why I thank it. Thank you. Thank you for coming to tell me that. I know that was tough for for me to hear. And I'm sure it was tough for you to tell me, but we needed to hear that and we can do something with it. And I think when you can start seeing it as a teacher, seeing it as a mentor, a friend, a confidant, someone that cares about you, you're going to be less likely to push it away. It's because we feel so bad about shame because shame makes us feel so bad that we're like, I want nothing to do with you, shame. I don't want to listen to you. So we run away or you know what? I'm just such a bad person and I'll just stay here. Why don't I just let you just run all over me instead of seeing and redefining what shame can be for you? And it's gonna take a little bit of cognitive work, but it's essential. And I know for me, at least in the past, you know, a couple of weeks, if something has come up, I'll say out loud, you know what? I have shame coming up right now. And this is what I'm trying to learn from my shame. And this is what shame said. And even if I have some emotions or I can feel it in my throat or a couple little tears that come out, it's so much more validating because I need those emotions so that I can make memory on them so I can do something with them and I can make change. I just don't need to sit there and drown in it because then it's ineffective.
0: Yeah, absolutely and drowning in it of course is well, like you said it's it's sitting in those emotions, right? It's it's not analyzing, all right, what could I have done differently in that situation, but just staying in that oh I'm, I'm worthless, I I'm 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 shameful, I'm, I'm I'm disgusting, whatever self-deprecating thing that you're that's going through your head, right? That's what we need to kind of get away from because that's not helpful at all. That that in itself can further put you into that hole of, of more and more shame. And that's not the purpose. that's detrimental. So you you wanna you wanna steer clear of that type of behavior and and do more like you've been doing, right? Embrace it. Say, hey, you know, hey, th- thank you, shame. Thank you for giving me that feedback that I need so I can improve, right? So it, it's it is a whole different way of approaching shame. It's a whole different a mentality shift towards it, and I think we've had that. And since we've been doing that, I think you're, you've been dealing with shame much better than I've ever seen. And it's it's been very very helpful to you. And obviously, there's a lot of work, and we're going. It, it's it's a struggle, obviously. Anytime you're adapting a new a new system or thinking a, in a different way, it takes a little time. But with work. With consistency, you, you've you seen that it's, it's, it's helped you tremendously.
1: There are some quotes, right? One of them, I don't know word verbatim, but it's something along the lines of like, shame dies when you fill it in a room with empathy. I don't want my shame to die. There's so much stuff out there that talks about how to just kill shame with some empathy and some compassion and grace. You don't want to do that. Like... Doesn't that go against what it's saying? They want you to take compassion, grace, and empathy and kill something with it. Like it just doesn't make sense because shame is universal. It's something we're all going to feel. And if we put all of our efforts efforts into reading things that tell us how to get rid of it, it's just gonna keep coming back. Emotions are made to be felt. Pain is meant to be felt. Pain will become stronger if you don't address it. You fall and you hurt your ankle, and then you just keep running on your ankle and you don't pay attention to it, pain will increase. Once the moment you sit there, you stop, you put some ice on it, you address it, swelling comes down a little bit, there's still a little bit of pain, but it's not as strong. The same thing for mental. Shame is something that is a universal emotion that we biologically feel. We have it. It's there. We can't kill it off. But we can learn to redefine our relationship with it. And we can learn to understand that feeling shame doesn't mean that we are less lovable or bad people. Feeling shame doesn't mean you need to hang your head low and walk around and feel bad for yourself as I used to do constantly all the time. Cause why not? I'm shameful. I am a bad person. Just call me shameful Sally over here and I'll just walk around feeling bad about myself because that's how people used to make me feel when I made a mistake. When I made a mistake or I did something that was quote unquote wrong. Instead of teaching me the lesson, they shame the crap out of me. And so I didn't I don't I didn't know how to make my mistakes better. I don't know how to fix those things. So I just walk around feeling shameful until I have permission to not be a shameful Sally anymore. That doesn't help because if I just listen to my shame, I could say, "Well, what could I do next time? Okay, next time you can do this, the answers there. This is why we always say the answers are inside of you. Your shame will give you answers. Your anger, which is just a mask emotion, will give you answers. Everything will give you answers if you just ask it questions. And I've, like you said, have been doing so much better dealing with my shame because I've learned to embrace it and welcome it and not push it away and run away from it and try to kill it off with all of these happy little emotions. I'm just sitting with it like, okay, Give it to me straight. What is it? Because in the end, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel better for a couple of reasons. One, the emotions that I'm feeling from whatever I did will be processed and gone. So I'm not having to worry with the emotional hangover that I'll have the next day because I I was drowning in it. Literally, sitting in shame is like drinking a pint of beer by yourself and just sitting in it. Just just staying there. Right.
0: A pint of beer is not going to do much to you.
1: Well, for me, it would.
0: Yeah, a pint of beer is literally like a glass of beer.
1: All right. Uh, Okay. So So, for me, it was a 30-pack. It's like sitting
0: in a 30-pack. I completely understand what you're saying. And this is something that we say all the time, right? We need to lean into things. And this is something that we have to... Um, embrace if you're on your healing journey that's that's a concept that you need to embrace right lean into things i think as human beings we tend to run away from things like pain and like shame and these are again innately as as human beings i think we're kind of hardwired that way and but that's a detriment to our our well-being and that's what keeps us from you know, our healing journey a lot of the times because we're running away from the pain and we're running away from the shame and we have to run, learn to run towards those things because once we learn to run towards those things, you understand and, and you start to use them as tools to help you improve yourself. That's where self-improvement comes from, right? So if you're constantly running away from the pain or, or in this instance, running away from the shame, you're not. You're never going to get anywhere because it's 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 going to be this endless loop of, I don't want to feel shame, but that's going to make me feel shameful about it, and then I'm going to feel shame again, and then it's an endless loop. Same thing with pain.
1: Yep. And I also tell I tell our kids too. I was telling our son the other day about our shame shadows, right? And the shadow gets bigger when you pull away. Like if you're if you have an object and you're using a flashlight or the sun or whatever, you can use your own shadow as you think about this. The further away you get from it the shadow gets bigger and bigger. And that's because your shame shadow needs to be recognized. Hello, I'm trying to teach you a lesson over here. So it turns into a massive big shame monster just to try to get your attention. So if you just turn around and you walk towards it, the shame monster or the shame shadow gets much smaller, much more manageable, Figure out what needs to be said, take the lesson, thank shame and walk away. But I told my son, though, when you run away from it, that shame shadow just grows and grows and grows and grows because you need to hear what it has to say. And it's going to get louder and louder and louder until you're willing to listen. And that's the biggest problem. Like you said, it perpetuates the cycle of constant avoidance of shame, which only creates more shame. And you just end up drowning because you can't avoid shame. Shame is not a bad emotion. We talk in my book club in the healing community, right? We're reading this book called Internal Family Systems or IFS, which is a form of therapy that teaches us that there are no bad parts in us. Okay? We don't have this mono-mind way of thinking. There are so many different little parts of us and there's so many different emotions within inside of us that shame is not bad. Shame serves a purpose. Anger serves a purpose. Sadness serves a purpose. Every part of us serves a purpose. And when you can use it as your teacher, get to know your shame. Get to know what your shame feels like, what it could taste like, if it was a color, where it resonates in your body. Get to know what your shame is. So when it comes up, you can say, hey, hey, shame, what's going on? What what is it that you need to tell me? And then shame just goes about its business until you make another mistake because you're a human. That's it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that can go for a lot of the things that we talk about within, you know, the trauma arena, right? A lot of our traumas, our pains, our triggers, these are all signs and teachers that we've either not addressed something properly, we haven't learned to cope with it properly, or there's still lessons that need to be learned, And what we're talking about here, obviously, is shame, but that can be said for a lot of the different things that we tend to have to deal with as trauma survivors. So I think it was a great discussion in terms of using shame as a teacher. I think we can use a lot of different things as our teachers. And that's part of the journey, right? Understanding that, starting to lean into the things that make us uncomfortable, because that's what ultimately is going to teach us how to move forward.
1: Exactly. So I hope as you guys were listening today and we were talking about this, that you can understand that you really do have so much more control over your healing once you understand how to apply these techniques to the things that we're talking about. You can walk away today, release yourself of the shame that doesn't belong to you, give it back to the people who projected onto you and have a really good friendship with your own. And the next time you feel yucky, you can say, i make a commitment to myself that if I make a mistake, I'm going to own it. I'm going to let shame come up. I'm going to introduce myself, acquaint myself, start fresh, take the lesson and show gratitude and appreciation because it just gives me an opportunity to move forward and to know that my body has all the answers. And if you can do that, your life can change dramatically.
0: Definitely well said. And you talked about the community and, and we do have a community of people that, are there to support you. Mm-hmm. And and we are there to support you as well in our community. So if you're interested in joining a community of people that are on the healing journey, yep. that are looking to self-improve and looking to lean into the things that we're uncomfortable with, right? I implore you to check out the link in the bio, mm-hmm. see if it's something you'd be interested in. Come join us in the community where we can all grow together.
1: Absolutely. It's virtual. There's workshops, there's Zooms, there's book clubs, there's private lives every week, there's shadow work, whatever it is that you need, you'll find it there.
0: So I think we're going to end that here. I think we had, a, a after we had like a couple longer podcasts, I think we're going to come back to our shorter format and just have these general discussions on the things that you guys have asked for and things that we're doing and the new things that we're learning so just like everyone else we're also on this healing journey and we're exploring and learning new things as we go so again i hope you guys had learned a lot and like always it's never too late to start a new journey
1: So, guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at Ask.Courtney, on Instagram at AskCourtney underscore, and on YouTube at AskCourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcastwithanS at epiphanymedia.com.
0: We'd love to hear your stories, guys, so make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together, so stay safe.
1: Remember, there's no shame in asking for help.
0: Till next time.